It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The injury bug continues to bite the Carolina Panthers. Can they overcome it on Monday night when they host the Saints? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, the part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, because every single Wednesday throughout the regular season, I'm right here answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. So either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get your questions in for next week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed i told y'all yesterday on the show that today on friday as we will typically do throughout the regular season i'll give you my three keys to victory as the carolina panthers get set to face off against their next opponent that weekend but i totally forgot a couple weeks ago that i told josh klein of the riot report and the roaring riot that i would have him on the show to tell you all about this awesome event that's going on on saturday and also to talk about what happened on sunday against the falcons and to preview Primetime football coming back to Uptown Charlotte. Thursday night does not count. Saturday on the road, that doesn't count. Sunday night, Monday night, those are the primetime windows that you want. And the Carolina Panthers return to Monday night football for, I believe, the first time since the Saints came to town late in 2018, where it was a very sad affair as Cam Newton just could not throw the football anymore. And I'm getting into a dark place. Let's get out of there. But Josh Klein to come on here to show right now, talk about what we got going on this weekend and also to look ahead to Monday night football against the Saints. Can the Panthers avoid 0-2 and get to 1-1 overall and in the division? Josh Klein coming up right here on Locked on Panthers. All right, back here on Locked on Panthers. And as promised, Josh Klein of the Riot Report, the editor-in-chief. He's also your friendly uh, face over there with the Roaring Riot. He is here on the show. How are you doing, Josh Klein? I'm doing fantastic. I was actually uh, over at Noda Brewing helping to uh, set not set up the stage because I'm not really a handy person, but I was there uh, start hoping to supervise at least. But uh, I got to, to move some dirt around, which I was pretty excited about. And so uh, you're seeing me um, pre-shower. So uh, this is pretty exciting. Uh, I, luckily, not a smell, not like a smell vision scratch and sniff locked on podcast. Well, that's the second time we've done this where one of us is a pre-shower because last time we talked was early on a Thursday morning where I had just come back from the gym, didn't get a chance to shower. So I was in my must. Now you are. But we're men. That's what we, we yeah. smell like, Ben. We work hard and you're out there doing handiwork. So, hey, good for you, man. But uh, you're talking about setting up a stage. 
And that's part of the reason I got you on the show. Of course, we'll get into what's going on with the Carolina Panthers. But the Roaring Riot has an incredible event going on Saturday, the first inaugural Roaring Riot kickoff jam going on at my favorite brewery in town, Nota Brewing Company. Please, if you would, let all my listeners, whether they're even in the Charlotte area or worldwide, let them know what's going on and let them know what they're potentially missing out on, but something that they also should get in on if they haven't already decided to do so so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... Uh, this, I'll, I'll kind of give you a little bit of backstory and then I'll tell you about the actual event. Um, we have talked about for years at the Roaring Riot, the idea of like putting on an annual event to kind of help kick off the Panthers season, not just a, Hey, the Panthers game is here. We have our tailgate with a purpose before the game. That's a block from Bank of America stadium. We're going to do that every game. We're going to do that every year, but we wanted to do something like extra cool and like have like a big banger that where we could like celebrate being a Panthers fan, where we could celebrate being a, uh, the, you know, living in the Carolinas, everything that they have to offer. And so we thought this year with, with the new coaching staff, with Bryce Young, a, kind of a renewed enthusiasm uh, for the fan base, this was the perfect time to do it. So decided to do uh, the, the first annual inaugural uh, Roaring Riot kickoff jam. I think first annual and inaugural are probably uh, the same, but <laughs> I, redundant. I like it. First bit. annual inaugural. It's like the like the 5K to help be like the Michael Scott 5K, um, the Memorial 5K. Uh, so so we got um, since the Panthers are kind of throwing it back with their coaching staff, Frank Reich, Dom Capers. We decided to throw it back in terms of our band choices. So we've got better than Ezra, Arrested Development, Nappy Roots. This is not just like a hey, come out to a, a brewery and watch a guy with a guitar strum. This is a full-fledged event. They're shutting down Nota Brewing Company for the day. Starts gates open at 2 p.m. We're going to party all the way till 10. We've got the we've got music all day starting at 2. We've got DJ Vinny, who's the Panthers DJ. We've got band uh, bands, the three that I mentioned, plus some other ones. We've also got uh, obviously this is more in tune with uh, the Locked On Panthers podcast. Got Panthers legends out there. So Thomas Davis will be out there signing autographs. Charles Johnson, uh, Stephen Davis. Speaking of throwbacks. Uh, Mike Tolbert will be out there, not just like signing autographs, but also like taking selfies and hanging out. They'll be they'll be out there. We're partnering with uh, FNZ. They're going to have a fan talk stage with interviews with the legends, beat writers q and I mean, I could keep on listing stuff. Nota brewed an exclusive beer for us, the kickoff jam session. Uh, we've got some like a football fun zone. There's space painters. So if you have kids and you're listening, bring them out to the kickoff jam. Like I, I, to me, it's like it's an all day event. Like let's celebrate. Like this is the op- home opener. I get it. Brady Christensen hurt. Uh, <laughs> they lost in week one, <laughs> but we can still be excited for our team. And, and if you're listening to Locked On Panthers podcast, obviously you're a big Panthers fan and, and you, you want to be at, at least some people, they want to be happy. You know, you want to, you want to be, it's like, this is supposed to be fun and entertainment and sports. And I think that's what the kickoff jam is embracing. And uh, so we're really excited about it, um, and we just can't wait for uh, for Saturday. And then also for Monday, for Monday night. I mean, nothing better than kicking off the home season under the bright lights uh, at Monday Night Football. Absolutely. The Carolina Panthers and fun. Like, let's do that. I, <laughs> yeah. You're right. There's a lot of people out there off of Sunday's game, and I understand the three turnovers didn't look great, losing to the Falcons. That's never a good feeling, but it's only one game, home opener, Back on Monday Night Football, which I believe is the first time since 2018 when they played Drew Brees Mm -hmm. and the Saints. So it's been a long time. And I don't count Saturday night games in Green Bay in in the pandemic season. I don't count Thursday night football. It's Sunday night and Monday night. Those are the primetime games. And, okay, hold on. You need to tell me, though, that 
kickoff jam session beer because jam session is my favorite beer in charlotte is that mm. gonna be canned is that gonna no, be sticking sir, around everybody exclusively oh. available at the kickoff jam session uh it's jam session spiked with grapefruit and uh we even had joe bello develop some cool artwork for it you can see that on the roaring riot social media it's just like we, we tried to just go all out uh, i wrote about it in the riot report newsletter uh on thursday that you know, it's like one of those things where we we wanted we just kept adding and adding and adding to this event because we wanted to be as cool as possible. And now 2018, the last time that a short king for quarterback came to town. Now we've got another one playing on the other side of the ball. Um, and I, I have to stop the show here because I know we're going to talk about the Panthers for yeah. but before the show. Julian told me that he did not know any songs by Better Than Ezra or Arrested Development. Nappy Roots, are you familiar with Nappy yeah, Roots I, at all? I know who Nappy Roots is, but okay, I'm sorry. Right. Am I supposed to know songs about Better Than Ezra and Arrested Development? Yeah, I was you born are. in 83. I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm a 90s kid, but in a way, like, not really. I, I was born in the 90s, but like the early aughts, like, that's my formative years, not the 90s, so... Everyday people. I mean, that's like a Toyota. It's in a Toyota commercial. Like, ah, oh, everyday I, people. Uh, that's Arrested that's, Development. Mr. Okay, Wendell. So I, I, I know that song. Okay. I know that song because it's the beginning of my one of my favorite rom-coms, Definitely Maybe, with uh, Ryan Reynolds. It is. It is. Uh, it is the beginning of that song. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I feel like you're. I feel like we're we're just revealing embarrassing secrets. I, I, I don't. Care. I love rom coms. I, I love Bravo. I don't care. I, I'm comfortable with who I am. So I love people it. can roast me if they want. But um, okay. So I do know one of their songs at least. But Arrested Development to me is a TV show with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett. And it's true. Hard to find on Google when you're trying to search for Arrested Development gifts. There, it's not not a whole lot of band, not a whole lot of Tennessee or Mr. Wendell out there. But we're okay. we're really excited about it, and uh, and and if you can't make it to that, then come out to the tailgate on Monday night. But uh, I, to me, I think you do both: party all day Saturday, lay in bed all day Sunday, watch uh, football, and then Monday come out for the tailgate like that. What, what kind of better three days can you get than that? that? That's actually perfect timing where you can just rest all day Sunday. Where typically you're going out there getting nuts and kind of struggling at work the next day. Uh, now you can rest up or you can maybe go out in the town and do what you want to do on Sundays and then get going again on Monday. Uh, let people know um, ticket prices, like how, what they can do to go out there, get the tickets uh, if they don't yeah. already have them for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the tickets are 70 bucks. It's all day, all day affair. Uh, I'll, I'll even throw out a $5 discount code right here. Use code riot2023 for five bucks off. Um, and, and I guarantee you, I'm telling you, you know, you say to yourself, oh, 70 bucks, that's a lot. But it's literally, it's all day. It's 15 bucks a band. Uh, you're, you're not going to get any better than that. Go spend that money. Get Thomas Davis to sign a helmet. Sell that on eBay. You're making money. That's very Don't tell true. him I said that. I hope you're, <laughs> TV, if you're listening, I am not encouraging people to do that. <laughs> it, it is smart. Hey, people got to be, uh, they got to be smart about that. Got to be business Absolutely. Yeah. and women. Uh, so yeah, go check it out. Uh, the Roaring Riot inaugural annual or the first, first annual, inaugural. annual inaugural to kick off the kickoff jam to kick off the season. The opener. I love it. Yeah, all his bands out there better than Ezra, Arrested Development, Nappy Roots, and a couple other people out there. And of course, some of your favorite Panthers, the Toldozer, Thomas uh, Davis, uh, CJ's out there, and Stephen Davis, man. Forget about him. He had a great season there in 03, know, helping right? the Panthers get to the Super Bowl. Never forget about that. Jake DeLone was great. So is uh, Moose and Smitty and Ricky Prohl. But Stephen Davis ran for like 1,400 yards that year. So don't forget about he that. He was the guy. So, he was the guy. So uh, take care of that, folks. You know, pause this show right now. 
whether you're watching or listening, and go get your tickets if you haven't already done so. And if you're somewhere abroad, uh, plan your flight for next year because I'm assuming they're going to do it again. So get excited, or, or just put on some better than Ezra and just and just lay back and enjoy yourself. If you live in, if you're in, if you're in Australia, listen to this. Just pump deluxe or good this time of year. Come on, they're classics. It, you guys said you want to go big. I would just say maybe get a live stream and start selling out to uh, some people who can't make it all over the country and the world that are Panthers fans. But um, awesome event. I'm upset I can't make it in a way because, I mean, I am going to Chapel Hill, my favorite place in the world. So I'm not that upset, but I am disappointed that I can't make it on Saturday. But next year, as long as, you know, no scheduling conflicts. As long we'll as you see. know the band. As long as, as, we, know, as, long as we book <laughs> bands that were born, that, that, were, uh, that existed after, after you were born. It's not a band thing. I'm, I'm okay. Forget it. We'll move on, but I'm going to check it out folks. Uh, so let's do this. Take a quick pause. Let's come back and I don't know, maybe talk about the Panthers and the injuries and Oh, that big game that's going on on Monday night football, Josh Klein at Josh Klein rules. He is the editor in chief of the right report here on lockdown Panthers. We'll be back here in just a moment. Guys, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So if you don't have tickets for Monday night, you don't have to wait. Right, you don't have to order them right now. You can wait until Monday, like right to, at game time, and get those tickets. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on Locked On Panthers. Enough of the Roaring Riot first inaugural initial kickoff jam, kickoff party thingy, uh, which you should obviously go to. We're going to talk some football. I know know a lot of y'all came here to listen to football, but I I wanted to also let you know about this cool event. So uh, the injury bug. I don't even know if it's fair to call it an injury bug at this point, Josh. It feels like they're like in an injury pandemic because this thing is will not go away and it's affecting everyone on the roster and has since training camp. Like the last time we talked, we had talked about the injuries that the Panthers had. And it's like, okay, not overly concerned about them because it's August and, you know, precautionary things. Well, since then, some guys like Stephon Sullivan, who was injured at that point in time, he's on IR. Uh, Marquise Haynes also was injured back then. He's on IR. And unfortunately, DJ Chark, is currently dealing with a hamstring, but he was out there on practice on Thursday. It's a positive, but the negatives, J.C. Horn has a hamstring. The Panthers haven't made a decision on that just yet, but they said it's serious. He heard it pop, according to Frank Reich, 
and he's expected to miss an extended period of time. That sounds like IR to me. And in Brady Christensen, he landed on IR on Wednesday with a biceps injury. And later you find out he's actually out for the season. So let's just first start off with J.C. Horn because that's one where a lot of fans like, here we go again, year three of J.C. Horn and year three of another significant injury for J.C. Horn. Not his fault. Didn't want it to happen. It just happens. How do the Panthers go on from here with J.C. Horn expected to be out for some period of time? Now, you created a new Twitter account to uh, to really counteract the J.C. Horn haters, right, on Twitter. That's that's your that's that's you specifically. No, no. Uh, <laughs> um, no I, I think so. Here's the thing with J.C. Horn. He is one of the most talented corners in the league, but I, I, like you hate to be so cliche, but they, they say the best availability or the best ability is availability. And, and realistically, like you just can't count on him. Like we're just at that point now. It's three years in a row. I, I get it. And I'm sorry, but when you're getting a second opinion, it's not to say whether you're going to miss three weeks or two weeks. It's whether you have to shut it down for the whole season uh, or not. Yeah, so that, that like, I, I'm not, I don't know that I'm breaking any news there, but I, I don't think I would, I would be surprised if we see him back anytime soon. Um, and realistically, I, I think when you see what's in front of the Panthers for the next six weeks, they may be at a point where they say, you know, do we even want to bring him back? But also I think that, you know, this is really a question of, um, uh, of the fact that the Panthers didn't address this earlier in the offseason. I'm pretty sure we talked about that the Panthers needed some cornerback depth uh, mm-hmm. during the offseason. Certainly, if we didn't talk about it during training camp when we talked, we talked about it uh, in the offseason when we talked, and they just didn't do it. They they felt confident with Dante Jackson and C.J. Henderson and J.C. Horn, and realistically, now we're missing J.C. Horn. C.J. Henderson's going to start. Troy Hill, who they brought in a few weeks ago, is going to be uh, is probably going to get an extended amount of playing time. And this is a situation where Derek Carr is going to uh, make an effort to pick on one of those guys. And when it's not Derek Carr, it's going to be Kirk Cousins, or it's going to be Jared Goff, or it's going to be any number of guy, uh, quarterbacks that are on the uh, on the horizon here for the Panthers. So I, I think it's a scary situation for the Panthers on defense, especially when you knew that they didn't have a ton of depth heading into the year. And now when you're missing your second, third best edge rusher, you're missing your top corner, uh, you're missing your top wide receiver, although I think he's going to be back. It's just kind of you're ticking off the list, and this was not a hugely talented roster, at least not a deep roster um, to begin with. So it's just – it's troublesome for the Panthers. Uh, You know, I hate to look this far ahead, and I hate to be so negative because we're just being positive and it's supposed to be fun, (laughs) but it's also a team that doesn't have their first-round pick next year. So it's – uh, tough situation where the Panthers yeah, are now. It, it's not ideal, and, and I, I've I've seen that sentiment placed out there. Um, I mean, you said it, and I've heard I've seen it on Twitter as well as what the Panthers not addressing corner. And I just kind of asked though, like realistically, how much were people expecting to happen? Like J.C. Horn was coming back, albeit off an of injury. You knew he was going to be your starter. Same thing with Dante Jackson coming off an of injury; he was going to be a starter. Henderson. With the trade a couple years ago, being a former top 10 pick, he wasn't going anywhere. And I thought Keith Taylor might stick around and then maybe add another veteran. I mean, 
getting rid of Keith Taylor, I feel like it's kind of put them in a worse situation because now they lose a guy who has experience at least playing the last two years in these situations where Horn has gone out and Jackson's gone out to where now you have, they bring in Sam Webb, who's with the Raiders last year, but have been on their practice squad. They have Deshaun Jameson, who they picked up off of waivers after he got cut by the 49ers. If they would have had Hill plus Henderson, plus Taylor, and then, of course, Dante Jackson. I feel like maybe the depth's in a better spot there than where it is now, where it's like, okay, you got a guy who was a UDFA last year that played with the Raiders a lot, played started three games, played all 17, and then another player, Jameson, who's a UDFA, who hasn't even played a snap in the NFL. So I don't really know like how much they really expected to do at that position, considering you're bringing back two starters, you had two guys that have been depth pieces, and then maybe add one more veteran. I, I don't know. That's just kind of the thought I had. Like I don't know what, how much really – was gonna could have been done considering just the position like the guys already there who were slotted as starters. I mean, you make a good point. The the at some point you have to trust your guys, and you did invest a first round pick in uh in JC Horn. You invested. You gave Dante Jackson um, um maybe not a huge extension, but a middling extension. You you certainly paid him some money, so you you kind of have to expect these guys to perform, and you can't say to yourself, "Hey, these guys are going to get injured, so we need to be prepared for it." But you could, but maybe they should have. I mean, I, like, I, I'm also, yeah. I hate to be this guy. You know, I hate to be that guy of like, well, they should have done this last year. They should have traded Brian Burns for two first rounds picks. This is all hindsight. Should they have? Yeah, probably. But they didn't. So there's no going back and saying, well, if they had done this, it would have been better. They're in the situation they're in right now. But at a certain point, there there should be some accountability for who put them in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I just feel like I'm glad they added Troy Hill. I just felt like it was odd how late they added him. I don't know why it wasn't more of a priority for them. Like Eric Rowe is somebody that they brought in. He's been listed as a corner, as a safety, but that's something they brought in uh, early on in the offseason. But if they wanted Troy Hill, who knows their system, it would have made more sense for him to be there all offseason. Again, I don't know what his situation is. So maybe he was one of those kind of dudes who would rather just chill and then join a team right before the season's going to start, especially if he's going to make the roster immediately, which is the case here in Carolina. I guess looking forward uh, to next offseason, I can't imagine they're going to exercise J.C. Horn's fifth-year option at this point. Doesn't seem likely. I, I, I think I, I will always remember this, and it's interesting that you brought this up. I will always remember, I think it was 2018, I was talking to um, – a defensive tackle who had signed pretty late in the offseason. I was like, you know, you, you were waiting to sign. And he was like, oh, I just wasn't going. I just wasn't going to sign uh, before training camp. He was like, I'm, I'm too old to go to minicamp. I'm not going to minicamp. I'm not going to I'm not going to offseason. I'm not going to OTAs. I'm coming into I'm, I'm coming into training camp and that's going to be it. And so that that seems to be with a lot of these veteran guys. They're just like, mm, I'll just wait. I'll, I'll get signed with somebody before before training camp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or other inopportune moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map of BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNFL today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. 
Admittedly, I'm not the biggest fantasy guy in the world, but when I do dabble into fantasy, I play with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then place your entry. Test your skills on Prize Picks this football season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit. Submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks, again, the number one daily fantasy sports app on the market. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Continuing the conversation that we were having about the injuries, uh, J.C. Horn going down, and it's it's odd to me the way that it was uh, put by Frank Reich, where he said it's a serious hamstring injury. He's going to be out for a while, an extended period of time, but he's looking for second opinions. According to Josh, that means that he's probably going to be done uh, for the year. Now, we're not Maybe not the year, but it's possible. He could be done for the year, but surgery is on the table. I'm just kind of wondering what the Panthers exactly are waiting for when you say he's going to be out for an extended period of time. Then you say surgery is on the table. He called a freak injury, and he said that he knew it was right away. It was wrong. He kind of felt it pop. So if there was a pop there, and you think he's going to be out for a while and that it's serious, uh, just go ahead and put him on IR and figure out all your options from there. I'm not quite sure what the Panthers want to do, but it feels – pretty obvious that he's not going to be here for a while and that for Carolina uh, wouldn't make a lot of sense for a player who has barely been available. He's going to have missed more games than he's played in the NFL uh, to go out there and he gave him $12 million uh, next year uh, as far well not next year, but at 2025 with the fifth year option. So JC Horn looking at 2024 is maybe his last year in Carolina. It's possible he plays well, stays healthy that year. The Panthers could then maybe franchise tag him, uh, find a new deal. I don't know. And if you think about the contracts too, that need to be figured out, Brian Burns waiting on him. And I was listening to Jonathan Jones, uh, the CBS sports uh, NFL insider. I listened on another podcast here this week and he was talking about, he wouldn't be surprised if uh, the deal doesn't get done with Burns in season. And I have told y'all when people had asked me, when do we start getting concerned about Brian Burns and how that is whole playing out? I was telling him when you get to this point next season and the deal's still not done. And that, that would mean the Carolina Panthers would have franchise tagged them. So I think it's like July 15th is when you would have to make it come up with an extension. And that's what the Panthers did right before the deadline two summers ago with Taylor Moten. If you don't have a deal uh, by then, that's when it's concerning. So I would, have lo- I would love for them to get a deal done. And as far as you look at the leverage, Burns loses a bit of it now that the season started and he's out there playing because he would lose nearly $900,000. That's a game check if he sits out a single game and he has not done that. And by all indications, he's not going to do it. He said it himself that he's not going to be missing games, that he's in for the long haul. And we'll see how it works out. The Panthers should pay him. They've already shown what they believe his value to be by not going out there and trading him when they had the opportunity to do so. So we'll see how that works out. Well, Burns needs to get a deal. Derek Brown, they just uh, exercise his fifth-year option. You would think that he's someone the Panthers should take care of uh, earlier 
then later, as they're doing it right now, Brian Burns are taking as long as possible to get that deal done. So it feels like they're probably not going to do it there. Brown, then he'll probably have to be waiting after he plays on the fifth-year option next year. Jeremy Chin, he's going to be free agent. You look at Frankie Luvo as well. as going to be a free agent coming up after being your starting linebacker last year. And as long as he stays healthy, he'll be the starting linebacker all this season here in 2023. So in a way, as far as contracts, and people have asked, like, you can't sign, you can't re-sign everybody. Okay, well, if things don't work out with J.C. Horn, then that's one less guy you have to worry about paying. And typically, corners, they get paid a, a premium, just like edge rushers do and quarterbacks in this league. Not at the same rate of quarterbacks, of course, but edge rushers, we just saw what Nick Bosa got. I'm not suggesting that's what Brian Byrne would, Burns would get. That's a lot of money. That's going edge rushers nowadays. So we'll see how that works out. But it, it could be in a way, I mean, I don't feel good about this, saying a, a blessing in disguise, just the Panthers trying to figure out their financials moving forward and trying to keep this core together. But then again, I don't know how much longer Dante Jackson is going to be here in Carolina. And he could, and I wouldn't be surprised if Dante goes down with another injury, as that's been the case the last three seasons as well here in Carolina. And then there's no long-term options at corner if Dante departs in the offseason, if J.C. Horn's last season ends up being next year here in Carolina, the Panthers, as Josh mentioned, don't have a first-round draft pick. And if they're bad and they're in the top 10, doesn't matter. That's, that pick goes to the Bears. That, fortunately, they have theirs in 2025. But that corner spot, that could be a, a real concern for this team who already looking after week one, and I have been talking about this, they're going to need to find ways to get wide receivers. And reading the reporting from Diana Rossini, who's now at The Athletic, it's looking like T. Higgins is someone who's not going to get a deal done for the Bengals because they just don't do deals in the middle of the season. He's not going to get get a deal done. They have to extend Jamar Chase. Like That is an absolute no-brainer. He needs to get money before T. Higgins does, but T. Higgins is up now. And it seems like a situation where they could franchise tag him and keep, keep him around or tag him and trade him. The Panthers already gave up some assets. They don't have a first-round pick. And if I'm Cincinnati, I'm like, man, if I'm going to give up, uh, a, a guy who could be a number one wide receiver anywhere else aside from here where you have Jamar Chase, I would want a first-round pick. Do, do the Panthers have to give up a first-round pick in 2025? I don't know how that's going to work out, but it's uh, it's unfortunate the way things have played out with J.C. Horn. So that's one thing to think about. Uh, also, you look at a Brady Christensen, uh, his situation where he's out for the season. It looks like, and in, in listening to Thomas Brown, Chandler Zavala is actually going to stay at right guard. I thought that maybe he'd move over the left guard where he has uh, chemistry and a history there with Icky Aquanu, a big reason why the Panthers brought him here. And there was thoughts that he would be uh, competing with uh, Brady Christensen in training camp. I always get Brady Christensen, Bradley Bozeman almost mixed up. Every day. So I need one of them to stop me around. So I guess Brady Christensen being gone is a, a good thing for that part with me. Um, either way, not really. But uh, I think it was a thing where um, you would that looking at Chandler's ball, I thought maybe he'd move over to left guard. But Thomas Brown, the OC here in Carolina, said just for continuity's sake and what's been built there the last couple of weeks, it makes more sense um, for them to stick there <clears throat> with Chandler Zavala staying at right. He's going to go stay at right guard. That means you got Nash Jensen. You also have Justin McCray, who could be elevated from the practice squad, and you have Cade Mays there at left guard who can be battling. Not a great situation for the Panthers to lose two of their starters on the interior of their offensive line. So hopefully uh, everything works out there uh, for the Panthers um, as they move forward. Icky, aside from the, um, the false start on Sunday, thought he was fine. And when you look at it with Bradley uh, Bozeman, I feel good about him. Taylor Belton is now the interior and how the Panthers are going to be able to hold up with those guys moving forward. So that's something to look out for 
as they get to Monday night. Uh, as far as the show on Monday, plan on doing a keys to victory. That's what I wanted to do today, but totally forgot. I was going to have Josh Klein on the show uh, to talk about the kickoff GM going on tomorrow on Saturday at Nota Brewing Company. And also uh, I talk a little bit about what's going on. Unfortunately, he had to pop up the show. Couldn't stick around long enough uh, for the entirety of the show rather. So uh, there we are with the pan- with the show today. Uh, but stay tuned. Monday, going to have the keys to victory. Talk about the keys to winning the game and also give up, uh, give an updated injury report and some other thoughts as Panthers head into that Monday night game against the New Orleans Saints. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hosted by yours, Julie, Julie, and Council. Again, y'all make sure to subscribe and follow the show for free over on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council. Where on Wednesday, I'll be back once again to answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions into me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole as always. Keep pounding. And I will talk to you guys on Monday as I give you my keys to winning against the Saints on Monday Night Football. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.